Yo, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off of Tea with TJ Scott. I might have to start changing his name, bro, to be honest, because it's more than just me. Um, but today we are here with Matt MWTHFC representing Bottle Job FC, quote unquote, from Meso Ozil. Very surprising to hear from Ozil because I thought he was dead, but um, and also we have top of the table. Which I hate to say, but guess what? They're top of the table at this time last year. We know what happened last year. Andy, how you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, having a good week. <laughs> yeah, opposite. So I, I think we, what we've kind of learned here is usually your your happiness kind of correlates with team form. So one of us is happier than the other two. It feels like. Bro, I mean, it's the Premier League. It, this is the Premier League, you know? Like, it's the biggest humbler of all time. I mean, it's not like La Liga, where you kind of know who's going to win the league. Um, like, I mean, except for this year. But, bro, crazy, crazy results. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, do you want to start with my club? Do you want to start with... I, I mean, I don't know where to start. I mean, if, if we we could start with the winner because I think there's there's probably less to go over with the winners and probably with the losers recently. So. Yeah. So I guess. So I guess here's the thing. Today, I think Andy has all rights to be called the chef because he's gonna cook us today. Nah, he's it's gonna be bad. So you know what? Let me give him uh, his little intro real quick. You know. So. Chef Curry, how you feeling about beating Luton Town by a goal? Alright, so I mean the game against Luton, um I would say it was it was pretty terrible. But I mean we got lucky and win, you know. Uh Declan Rice being clutch again. Um but you know, I think the reason why, you know, we played poorly and defensively against Luton is because, you know, the fixture congestion and Mikel Arteta just like not giving chances to anyone on the bench really. Um, he's barely been rotating the squad at, at any time. Only time he's been rotating is like during like, the cup matches, but those don't really matter. Um, but you know we played Champions League, Premier League back to back. We kept on playing you know that same eleven. Um, kept playing Gabriel and Saliba. Um, I know we rested Zinchenko at one point and gave it uh, gave it to Kibiwar. I thought he played great, but again, everyone was just like super slow. Um, so not a lot of rest on many of the players' sides, but um, I mean, hopefully there's no injuries coming up. But uh, fingers crossed. Um, but I mean, other than that, I think that, like the attack, um, ignore the defense, but the attack has been you know cooking over the past couple of weeks, um, especially last week, you know. Um, being Lens six nil, which is pretty crazy to me. I didn't think we'll be uh, cooking a team like that in the Champions League, but that's what happens when you give a team like Arsenal that much space. But um, I mean, yeah, overall really good. Uh, we played Wolves last weekend. Um, thought we were gonna, you know, smoothly, you know, get those three points. Looked a little shaky. Jinchenko again giving away a big mistake, um, which is pretty prone to him now. Um, I know yeah. you mentioned this in a couple podcasts ago. Um, he's just been shaky, really, in defense. Um, as much as he can, you know, contribute to the attack, I think 
that that defense matters so much, and we've seen it this season where he's just been benched. Tomiyasu like slots in that left back because um, you know Tomiyasu will be able to you know clamp up whoever's on that wing, and he's also really good going forward. But um, you know we're going to that part of like our like phase where we don't really need that inverted left back anymore. Um, and you know we have Declan Rice who can do, you know fill in like a bunch of spaces in that uh, team. So. Um, I think Arteta is trying to find a way to um, phase Zinchenko out. We have, don't have to rely on him um, in the build-up phase. And, you know, it's looking like we're um, making progress with that. You know, we have Timber as well. Um, he's been solid, but, again, the injury. Hopefully he's coming back. I heard he's coming back soon, so um, I'm looking forward to that. But Yeah, I saw, like, I forgot what the timetable was, but obviously, like, when he got injured in the community uh, like, shield, um, was it Community Shield or was it the first game of the season? It was like against I forgot who it was, but it was like in the third game of the season. Um, just picked yeah. up like a, a nasty ACL injury. And he's gonna be back soon, bro. Yeah, is this dude a robot? <laughs> he, I don't know what oh. that man is made of, but um, I don't know, man. Before games, he's just been giving Bible verses. <laughs> That's how we uh, we be winning them games, you know. Um, either that or He's been alert a little cheerleader on the side, but um, nah, I want him back in the in eleven soon. He was super, super good um, in the start of the season, especially against Man City and Community Shield. He was clamping up where he was playing on the on the right. Um, I think it was Foden, but yeah, no, nah, yeah, he, he's super good, um, super composed on the ball as well, which we really needed. So um, once he's back, I'm sure he's gonna get a spot in the team real quick. But other than that. Arsenal, top of the table. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different this season now that we have, you know, a lot more depth in, like, the midfield. Um, Declan Rice and, you know, hopefully Thomas Party comes back. His glasses, his, his ankle is just made of glass. Um, so I think it's going to be a little bit different. We we, we can learn from our mistakes. Um, hopefully our test can learn that we don't need to play our best players in, like, the most worthless matches. So... Um. Yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I think for I mean for party right. I understand why he's injured so much because he's running from the police. You know, the Spanish police is knocking on his door, bro. They're, they're looking for my man's right now. You know, and that man's always on the move, so I can understand why he's not there all the time. But also, I mean, look, Rice for me, best player right now in the Premier League. Right, I know the past few weeks I've been I've been I'm gonna say I was slandering him, right? But people were trying to. You know, give it about the oh, he's better than Rodri. Maybe not in total in terms of like overall CV just yet, but this season alone, bro, like he's been he's been able to play as a six. He can play center back at times if it's needed, and he's also been scoring goals. You know, and he scored a goal once again late against Luton Town, big goal. Scored a goal this year against Manchester United once again, coming up big for for, for Arsenal. Um. Yeah, he, he's a beast. And also, one player that people, and I think I've been on his case ever since he signed for the club, but I think he deserves his respect, so I'm going to play this song for him real quick. <laughs> Donkey Man Havertz. Inform Havertz. What is going on, bro? I think Arteta has finally unlocked him. <laughs> um, 
he just needed a lot more confidence, really, and just some time just to ease into the squad. Um, I mean, I doubted him a lot, but um, I think the big contributing factor is that he's playing, um, you know, recently, like, it's always interchanging up top. Gabby, like, Jesus is out injured. Um, Saka may be out injured. Martinelli may be out injured. But they're all healthy now. We had, like, our strongest front three. And we have Havertz, who, um, right behind them. Uh, and Jesus, who is just really good at linking up players. I think Jesus is just that one big reason as to why Havertz has been actually been playing well. Um, you know, the game against Lens, he was phenomenal. And I think he assisted um, Havertz's goal. Um, and then again, Lewin Town, which is probably like his best game of the season so far. Um, you know, scoring a crucial goal, uh, Jesus assisting as well, and overall just being really good. I think again, it's just like you know the confidence. I think he has it. Um, hopefully he can keep it up. But um, you know, we have depth on our side if he you know drops in form. Um, you know, Trossard can easily slide in, but I mean. I can't. I can't be more happier. Havertz is scoring, uh, making every rival fans pissed. You know, um, so I can't say anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. Field FC. Am I right, Matt? Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? Field Tilt FC. Yeah, Field, Field Tilt, Tilt FC. FC. Yeah, I mean, it's working right now. So as much as as much as we like to we like to banter everything that's been going on, man. They just. Uh, Everything's just kind of been going their way, so uh, will that keep on happening? Uh, I mean, that we got the long run there. Arsenal didn't do it last year, the year before, but I mean, you know, after a while, I think they're going to start building up to it. Declan Rice, as you guys mentioned earlier, he's he's just incredible. I mean, the the shift he's kind of made already for them is like he, he's absolutely monumental for them. He, like, like I said, he didn't really. He didn't pass the on-ball test back when on-ball was at full force, but, I mean, no one was passing the on-ball test back then. So, uh, outside of that, I don't really think he's put a foot wrong uh, overall. So, I mean, every, everything's just kind of clicking for them right now. Uh, they can stay fit, and, you know, everything just kind of keeps going. I think that's going to be a very tough team to stop uh, overall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and... Talking about Ange Ball, you know, it's uh, Ange Ball of old. It seems like it was a five five years ago, and now it's, uh, oh my goodness, what's going on? I mean, the fact that he's been so, I guess, stubborn in terms of changing the way that he's playing, except for Man City, it just seems like every single time Man City plays first, they want to get a result of some sort. Teams have been cooking on Villa. I mean, I'm not going to take away too much of my, my opinions uh, or give you guys my opinions of the game because I want to know Matt, since he's watched Spurs week in, week out, um, to get what he thought of the game. Um, but I think I think it's time to, to start the cooking session. So, um, by all means. Let the cooking session begin. <laughs> Spurs, what is going on? Uh, well, I mean, I, th- I think this was something that I've, we've already kind of just mentioned, and I think everyone just kind of knew that Tottenham didn't have the depth to sustain anything. I mean, you, you took Madison out of this team. It's just a completely different team. I mean, Lo Celso was uh, 
filled in as best as he's could. So it, it hasn't really even been that exact position. But I think there's a edge Madison kind of plays with that I think helps everyone else around him. Tottenham just like, if you watched the game yesterday, I mean, it, we're not playing bad. We're not, uh, we were just, we're just lacking in that final, that final ball right now. Uh, and I, he, on, on mentioned that in the press conference yesterday. He was like, we're playing good ball. Everyone's saying we're playing good ball. I'd, I'd rather win, you know, and, and, uh, the team doesn't really have their shooting boots on right now. So, uh, I, I hope that gets addressed with a striker because as much as I love Sonny and Sonny has been scoring the goals this year, he, he's not your natural nine of what you want him to be. Uh, Johnson and Kulisevsky haven't been there yet. They've had, they've had good moments, but uh, neither one of them are, you know, goal getters per se. Uh, so, I mean, we really don't have a goal getter in the team right now. Uh, even when we're playing good, we can't get a second. I mean, I'm pretty sure they said, what, we're the first team to score first in five in a row and not win in any of them? So, I mean, <laughs> I, okay. All right. I don't, need, I don't need the chuckles. I'd take the trophy for it if they gave us one. So, okay. uh, I'm desperate at this point. Uh, so, if they gave us the trophy, I'd take it. Uh, but, you know, we, we get up 1-0 and we keep on playing good. And then the other team will score, and then the team just absolutely melts. Uh, I mean, West Ham had two good moments, scored on both of them. And, I mean, that, that just, that's just kind of how it feels like it's going right now, that everyone else is taking whatever opportunities, the one or two opportunities we give them, while we are missing, like, six or seven good chances in a row. So, uh, I, I think it will come back around. Uh I mean, I, I don't think this team is – I don't think the team's playing poorly is the thing as well. I, I just think they're kind of uh, missing that final touch. And I, I think that will come back around once uh, Madison gets back involved and once we get uh, more reinforcements to actually build the team. Uh, but unlike uh, the last couple of cycles where Levy was kind of, you know, eligible to kind of blame it more on the manager – I think everyone knows, like, everyone's not buying it this time. They know that we need the reinvestments in the players. Everyone likes what they're seeing in terms of the style of play. So I, I, I think the pressure is going to be on to consolidate this team so we can actually make a push for what this team was looking like they could do at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, Champions League, right? I mean, obviously it wasn't the goal going into the, uh, going into the year because the thing is, Signing Big Ange, right? It was a very big question mark for the club. Um, you know, the players that you signed, except for Madison, they weren't really permanently proven. You know, Desi, Desi Ujoji coming in, um, uh, you know, obviously came in from, um, as an old signing from Conte, went out on loan first season in the Premier League. Um, Vendevin, you know, saying he played at Wolfsburg, very good player, but also, you know, people didn't know how good he would have been. Um, and also just the tactics in, uh, itself, you know. It was just all big question marks, and um, yeah, the first two months for sure showed you no. Know, when the pieces are there for Spurs, they could be a legit team, right? But once again, it's a shame that it happened all in one match, and of course, it had to happen against Chelsea, right? Madison injured, Van Den injured, 
Romero red card. A doji red card. That like 20 minute span was probably 20 of the worst minutes of my life. The Romero uh, the Romero red card and then Madison and Vandeven went out in a five minute span. And I mean, the team still, like, I don't think the team's like given up because I mean, like I said, you know, they're still out there and they're playing. And you can tell the team's like trying. They're not like on the downtrop. But I mean, they're just, I mean, they're just not good enough. I mean, and that's, that's tough. But, uh, I mean, you got to do something about it or, you know, there's, I, I'm more annoyed than I would be angry. You know, I, I think anger is at this point. I mean, I'll, the team we're playing this weekend, we, we gave up five and 20 last year against them. So if we're talking anger, we can go there. But, uh, I mean, this, this team's definitely giving it all. Uh, and I think everyone kind of believes. I, I think, like I said, uh, I'm more confident now than I would be under a different manager that everything will figure itself back out. Because I still think there's enough belief from the squad in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. Like, I mean, you're in an injury crisis, right? People are talking about form. Now, this isn't a form crisis. This is literally injury crisis because Eric Dyer is still playing, you know, for your club. Ben Davies is still playing for your club as well. And here's the thing, like, no hate to Ben Davies because he cramped up Holland. Same with uh, Emerson Royale. And I'll I'll get into, obviously, City's form and how I feel about the squad right now. But, yeah, I think, I'm honestly, look, the it's only up from, from here, right? Obviously, you had your highs of highs, and now you're at the lowest of the lowest. Um, you know, but ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't, ain't no, you know, valley low enough. Um... I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're still there. So, I mean, yeah. the, the good part is the beginning of the year kind of gave us a little bit of ground that we could have lost. I, I, as much as it kind of was a joke for us to be title contenders, everyone kind of knew that Tottenham were actually title contenders. Uh, so, I mean, we're fifth. We play Newcastle this weekend. We beat Newcastle. Uh, the, the run-in starts getting a little bit easier. Players start coming back, you know. Uh, we, we still have time to turn this around. Uh, and so, I mean, as as much as we deserve to be cooked because we haven't won in our last five and Tottenham fans kind of started getting a little loud, which I don't know why we ever do that. Uh, um, and it'll it'll come back around. Fair. Mr. Chef, do you have, uh, do you have any, uh, what's it, cockerel to, to cook? Uh, Tottenham had it coming for them. What did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I just said Tottenham had it coming for them. Oh, well, <laughs> we, we always do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't I can't say anything back to you outside of, you know, like, uh, you're, you're getting yours soon, too. Uh, we, we, we fall off at the beginning, we fall off late. So, uh, we, we, passed I mean... that North, we passed that North London bottle gene on somehow. That was infectious, and it got to you guys. So, uh, well, we'll see. Hey, How long you know, still, we just win a third of the year through. So we, we, everyone's got enough. Hey, it's not over. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you know, seeing Tottenham downfall after you know, so many accounts on Twitter saying Tottenham are ahead of the invincible pace. 
and they haven't changed since October. <laughs> I think that's that's the most funniest thing I've seen uh, on Twitter. Um, you know, again, I think Tottenham this year has been really good, um, but it's just that that lack of depth that's just hitting them really hard right now. Um, unless they get some January signings, which I don't think so. If you have Daniel Levy as your your owner, um, maybe you can call up some random academy member. Um, but um, yeah, Tottenham just needs more reinforcements. Um, and if they're not getting that, they're not you know touching you know the likes of like Arsenal or Man City right now. Oh, they're they're so. not doing that even if we get enforcement. Let me the team's still way too young. I mean, I feel like we're kind of still a year or two off, even if we get a competent striker in or something like that. This year's just, I, I've said it from the beginning, I kind of just want Europe again. Uh, we, we need to be back in Europe at least before we can start uh, talking about like real title contention. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't have the Europa League soundbite, bro, because I would have been playing that instead of the championship. But here's the thing. Right now, I think this is a great way to transition because after all of that, right, Spurs are only three points behind my club. Only behind, only, only three points behind Man City. So, look, I'll be honest. Like, if we <laughs> obviously Man City has that, you know, oh, we're going on a twenty-game win streak, this and the other. But here's the thing: I can't. I, I'm tired of relying on that and saying that it's going to happen because it may not happen, you know, and. The fact that four performances in a row, Man City just did not look like Man City. And, you know, I, I know you guys, I'm not, before I even get into it, you know what? I'll let you guys cook me. I know you guys have a lot of stuff to say about Man City. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, You want to take it away, Matt? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll start and then I'll let you finish because, like, like I'm still below you. So, like, nothing I really say is really going to hurt you because you could literally just point to the table still. Uh, but I, I, I think something that we have mentioned is uh, Pep, Pep went full Brexit against Aston Villa. And uh, that's, what, that's what you get when you go full Brexit. I mean, no shot on target after the 11th minute for Manchester City. I mean, that's not a, that's not a Sheffield United stat. That's not a Luton Town uh you know, that's not even like a Steve Bruce. That's a Steve Bruce Newcastle stuff coming from a Pep Guardiola side in the cha- in, in the Premier League. And I mean, uh, six six center backs in the team, and only two of them are actually playing center back. I mean, I mean, I he, he went all the way over. I think I think he saw his team score give up three goals against Tottenham. I mean, he's like, all right, that's not happening. I'm not giving up three goals. The only problem is, is he set up his team to only get three shots. So, I mean, and and Villa just took care of it. That was probably about as badly you've seen a Manchester City team get outplayed in in a, in a long time. Uh, so, I, you guys are Man City. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not going to be like this forever because the only the only uh, thing that all of your losses have in common is Rodri wasn't in any of them. I mean, so Rodri's kind of the linchpin of this team once him and Bruyne come back. I mean, I, I still think this Manchester City team has the answers ahead of them. 
think I think, you know. Hep kind of, you know, he tinkers a little bit. He, he's a he's a he's a madman. So he's gonna be doing a little bit of that. Sometimes it's gonna look like how it did against Villa. Uh but you guys are fine as long as you beat Luton Town. Uh if 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 Luton Town beats Manchester City, I I I don't think they're the podcast next week or whatever that's going to be. I don't know how comfortable that's going to be a spot for you. I'm about to cancel the show if that happens. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I have to retire the whole the whole the whole page. Bro. I think this is yeah, going to be off the volley is going to become off the internet if if we're yeah. You would never hear from me again, bro. All socials deleted. Everything is gone, bro. I just be off the face of the earth, you know. Oh man, yeah. I mean, look, Luton. Obviously, for the season, everyone's bantering Luton, right? I think, Matt. I think me and you were the only ones that are very serious about them staying up, bro. Um, Luton. Oh no, Luton. I I had staying up, but of course, uh, I was looking at them again, and I'm pretty sure I had Wolves in twentieth, and Wolves have beaten yeah. both of our clubs this year. So. Uh, Right. I don't think I should be taking anything I wrote down seriously. Uh, Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing. That was before Wolves made all those moves as well. So, yeah, for the record, that's the reason why we had them getting relegated. But obviously now they're cooking and they're cooking our teams and they almost cooked Arsenal at their place, but they really didn't. Um, they get, they like a striker, but we're not talking about that mid-team. Um yeah, before before I get into my thoughts, Andy, I know you got a lot of things to say because I know you hate my club so much, bro. I know I'm uh, angry. I think, uh, you know, Pep Guardiola and Man City are missing the most important stat of them all. And that's fuel tilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's a problem. I think, uh, you know, Man City recently just been playing so, so like, impatiently, you know. Um you know, going off that game against Villa, um, you can see, like, you know, they're so desperate for a win. They're not used to dropping points like that left and right. Um, and so they're just, you know, they're dying for a win, and they're just way too impatient when it comes to attacking, controlling the ball, and just going forward. And that just leads to a bunch of mistakes, a bunch of counters, a bunch of transitions, which, you know, again, that's been the main the main suffering point that Man City's been suffering with over the past couple of games, you know, um, you know that counterattack, that Tottenham counterattack, uh, which resulted, you know, Kulosevsky scoring that dunking goal <laughs> against Ake. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Bailey one, him just driving forward, getting a lucky shot. And so that's just the main point. They're They're lacking in that transition and, like, countering that. Um, you know, and that's something, you know, Arsenal has been doing well, um, making sure that transition never happens. Although the game against Luton, you know, Ross Barkley was a little bit, you know, you know, he, 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 he got his twinkle toes out, you know, he, he for some reason, you know, he, he came back to prime Barkley from like 2014 for some reason. Um, but you know, the transition play is extremely important and, you know, in order to stop those mid table teams from, you know, long balling up to, you know, Mikel Antonio. And sending Jared Bowen, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> in behind. So that's what Man City just need to focus on, and you know, just being patient. Um, they're gonna get their wins if they, you know, just relax for a bit instead of being so desperate for you know a six-nil beating against like some random 
low mid-table team. They're not going to get that every single season. Um, but again, also, another big factor is Rodri. You know, he's important in stopping those uh, transitions. And so, you kind of just need a player in there, um, you know, to solve those problems. Uh, Rice has been the one, you know, stopping those transitions for us, and he's been immense. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, I think Guardiola, even though he had, like, a decent start to the season, he's not a uh, a left back at all. Um, should have seen that, you know, when Messi, you know, dunked on him during the World Cup. I don't know why he's still playing there. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, Guardiola, like, again, great player, just not his position. And Pep Guardiola needs to realize that and, you know, stop being stubborn and, you know, put in his best position. But where else could you play him when you have players like Ruben Diaz and John Stones in there, you know? Um, so, again, um, Man City just needs to be patient. They, they they can come back, you know, they're Man City. Um, they just need to, you know, play against a low mid-table team and just, you know, batter them. Um, but fingers crossed, Lewin Town, you know, shows up against Man City the way they they want to show up against Arsenal for some reason. <laughs> I mean, they've been they've been great at home against the Big Six. I mean, they they took points from Liverpool. I mean, and they they played both Arsenal and Tottenham very well, despite both of us like winning against them. So uh, their their I, stadium I, is the smallest in the Premier yeah. League, which yeah, is like awesome. which is like mind blowing. Like that's just like it, it's it's a nightmare to play around the back because it's just the, the the pitch is so small, and players can just you know blitz defenders like it's nothing. Um, we've seen that against, you know, like when Arsenal played them. It was like four different Luton players like, pressing out down Saliba. It was like annoying. We had to play like long ball half the time just because we couldn't play at the back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even cut you off my fault there. Um, but yeah, bro, I mean, the thing is, I think the best way to describe Luton away, especially for like, the big six, is an FA Cup match against a team that knows this is their one shot that they have at home to play against a really big, a really big team. So why not just give it her all and just run, you know, make it make it make it a living hell for for each team. Um, and Arsenal, once again, the way that they they managed to get through it, same with Spurs. Um, you know, it's impressive, right? People in the beginning were saying, oh, like it's in town, but no, like this team is pretty good, like. They're very athletic. They're good in transitions, especially at home. Um, Tahif Chong, Adebayo, uh, no, even even the pundit Andrews Towson coming out of retirement to play to play for them, and he's balling out, bro. This is I mean, it's it's facts. Um, but yeah, bro, this game scares me so much. Like, I can see right now, like two one the Luton with like Adebayo dunking on, you know, I don't know, I don't know who's gonna be playing center back. Um, I don't know. Ake or Ruben Diaz, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see that happening once again. Um, but yeah, well, let me talk about, I think, what, what I see are the problems with Man City right now. I think one has to go, has to be Kyle Walker, right? I think he's been the most inconsistent, quote unquote, captain for Man City. And he's not even, he's not even the captain of the club, because I, I think Man City confirmed it with the Club World Cup roster. Um, with Kevin DeBruyne being named to the roster, um, you know they said that the reason why he's, he's going to be there is because he's the club captain. So Kyle Walker is the number two captain, which to me 
isn't good. He shouldn't be number two. He shouldn't be like in in, in talks of being a captain of the team because I just think he's just too inconsistent and he's also a very I don't know just from the stories that I heard and stuff like that and read. He's very weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's just a very weird guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think ever since he's got the captaincy, I don't know if you guys remember that Chelsea game where he took the free kick in the final minutes of the game. When was the last time you ever seen him take a free kick? When was the last time he scored a goal? <laughs> when was the last time he actually crossed the ball into the box and it actually landed to his player? Does it does that to, can it constitute one man city? Yeah, like, can it, I mean, can it, can it hit a defender and we can count it as hitting, hitting a player on a cross in the box. Like the <laughs> yeah, not as well. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know those fake uh, those mannequins that they have in training and stuff. Yeah, I bet you he can hit if you put it right in front of him, you'll probably hit it, and that's it. He can't hit, he hit anything else. Bro. Like, that's probably all he practices in training. Um, but yeah, bro, he's been playing right wing for some reason. He just, he just forgot like his role in the club. Like last year, the reason why he was so good for us is because he just clamped up their like you know like whoever is on the left wing, you know Martinelli, Vinicius. Um, you know that was his job. Now he just feels like he's Cancelo. When he has zero attacking ability, like zero, he can't he can't cross the ball. He, every single like decision that he makes is always backwards or sideways. He, he he never takes a guy on. So what's the point of him having? What's the point of him being so high up on the field? Zero sense. Two. Vardiola left back, like like you guys mentioned, right? He's just not a left back, and and, and he keeps force feeding him. And I I felt like yesterday or two days ago. That was the perfect game for Ake because Leon Bailey is very dynamic, very fast, right? And he's very skillful as well, which is something that Vardiol has shown time and time again he struggles with. He cannot defend 1v1. He needs, he, he'd rather be centrally, right? And and have somebody to his left or to his right, you know, depending on where he's at on the pitch. But he, he'd rather support somebody rather than take a guy, uh, defend a guy one-on-one. Ake... Totally different player. He can do both. He can play center back if he wants to. He can also play left back if he wants to. And he was one of the best left backs in the league last year. Why isn't Pep playing him there? I have no idea. Um, and that frustrates me a lot because I feel like he's been very disrespected this year. And he should be playing for us week in, week out. If it's an injury, okay, cool. Um, you know, if you're managing something like a, like a little knock from training or whatever, like, okay, that's fine. But I mean, Pep hasn't said anything at all about, you know, his health. So it's all tactical decisions, which I think, here's the thing, like, a lot of Man City fans, especially ones who were like, oh, like, he can't question Pep. He knows more than you. Yeah, yeah, yes. But also, I think we have the right to also criticize something that when it's, when it's obviously going wrong, you know, to call it out. Because defensively, just so many open. It's just so open. And, and, and you know, and this goes into my third point, which is Akanji playing center defensive mid, right? Akanji playing center defensive mid is like it, it makes no sense. He's not a center defensive mid, right? I, I can understand John Stones, right? Because here's the thing: he's very technical in the ball, very very underrated in that aspect, and also he just came back from injury. But Akanji, man, like here's the thing: like 15 million pounds from Borussia Dortmund, right? And we've seen his mistakes at Dortmund. And he showed it against uh, Leipzig again. Like, and I, I tweeted it out. I was like, bro, you're not at Dortmund no more. Like, fix up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know you're playing Leipzig, but no, like, this isn't the signal I'm doing a part. Like, 
we're at the Etihad. Like we win trophies here. We don't bottle. We don't bottle stuff at this club. Um, but bro, like he, I don't know why he keeps playing him there. Um, hopefully with Rodri coming back, um, it could be you know Rodri and John Stones, and then you could have a Kanji. Here's the thing: I think a Kanji should be playing right back because that's where he thrived for us last year. Either either right back or center back. Don't have him playing in the middle. Like, that's the thing about Pep. He always experiments during this time of year, right? And thank goodness that the Club World Cup is coming up soon because we only have, I think we have Luton, then we have Red Star in the Champions League, and then we have, um, man, why am I forgetting the third? Um, Luton, Red Star, Belgrade, and Palace. And then we're off to Saudi Arabia for the Club World Cup. We should be playing. We should be getting ready for that tournament, right? Because if we lose that tournament, the last team from Europe, I think, to lose that tournament was Manchester United uh, with Sir Alex Ferguson. And we just won the Champions League for the first time. We cannot. We, we can't. We, we, we can't. We can't. We can't lose to Al had, bro. We, we, we can't. We can't. Like, you know? Can you imagine? Like, imagine us losing to either like Al had or like I don't know, like Fluminense with like old Marcelo. You know, like as their best player, like thirty-seven-year-old Marcelo. You know how bad that would be. Who's on Al Etihad right now? It's Benzema, right? Yeah, it's Benzema. So it's all of our, so it's all of our bogey players, bro. It's Benzema, <laughs> it's Conte, and it's Fabinho. All I'm three watching on the that same game. Team. <laughs> bro, uh, yeah, yeah. That that Benzema hat trick, man. That's gonna that's gonna hit different. Bro, don't don't even speak it into existence, bro. I can't. I can't. I thought I thought I was long gone from seeing them. I thought I was just gonna see him on. I don't even know what channel uh, the Saudi Arabian league is. I think it's Fox. I think that's who took the the rights. Yeah, I thought I was gonna see him on Fox in the mornings. Right? Okay, that's it. Nah, we have, we might have to play them in the final in, in, in the Club World Cup, which people may not look at, but it's really a big trophy. You know, it, it, it is a decent, decent trophy. Um, because you have to win the Champions League to to, to have that right to even compete. But bro, yeah, Pep needs to stop tinkering, right? He needs to head. He needs to get get come into this tournament with, uh, you know what? We're gonna dominate whoever we play, and I think we play either Al Ali, which is, which is like an Egyptian team, like the best team in Africa by far, um, or like I think a Japanese team, Urala. Um, ah, oh, man, I forgot they call themselves Urala something. Um, but yeah, that's Akanji can't be playing there. But it, for the next three fixtures, um, Rico Lewis playing center attacking mid. What like why? He's a fullback. Let him play inverted, and let him do his thing. That's how he you know made his name last year. Don't try and mess around. Same with Alvarez playing at cam. I can go up and down the field. Like, Foden should be playing cam. Um, you know obviously Grealish wasn't available for Villa, but um. Yeah, it should be. I think Grealish should be playing in the midfield as well. I think that will work better than 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 Alvarez. I mean, he played there for Villa. Um, yeah, I just don't know why Pep is just pigeonholing him into the left wing spot. Like he, he's more than that. I don't know, but yeah, overall, I just see no attacking threat. I see our midfield getting absolutely destroyed by John McGinn and uh, Kamara. Uh, I also see. Um, you know, Holland just doing cardio. I see him making great runs in, 
and no one's finding him. And then when he's actually checking in for the ball, Alvarez wants to kick it long. And there's no and there's nobody there. And I guess that brings me to the next fixture, which is Luton Town. What do I want to see from that match? And we can go back at like you can do like a little sneak. So I can talk about the next match. Then Matt, you can talk about you know your matchup against Newcastle, what you think uh, should be done for Spurs to make an adjustment. And then Andy, you can talk about uh, your match against Villa away, which is going to be very very hard. You know, I think I think Villa proven that they're a top tier team. Um, yeah, I expect us to be very controlling on the field. I want to see Nunez involved. I want to see, um, I want to see Walker benched. I don't want to see him playing because there's no. Because here's the thing: you're facing Andros Townsend, right? Let Ake, let Akanji play the right, the right and left. I wouldn't call him left back. Just left the left flank and the right. Back. Let them play that. Um, Stones and Rodri in the middle. Um, yeah, Foden, Foden playing that higher attacking mid uh, position. Obviously, Holland starting, and if Doku's fit, I want to see him play. And obviously, Grealish, I think Grealish is going to play this weekend. So yeah, I want to see Grealish and I want to see Doku on the wing. Uh, stop playing one or the other. Like, have Doku play on the right, have um, have Grealish play on the left, and then Holland on top. Will it work out like that? I mean, who knows? Because Pep, Pep's Pep. Like he said, he's a mad. He does, you know, saying he comes up with the craziest stuff, and somehow it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, and um, that's where I just think in terms of facing a low block, we have to have players who are willing to run at defenders. Maybe Grealish can, you know, possess the ball, play like a midfielder on the left-hand side, but having Doku in against a team like this would be a killer for them because they have, they have to respect his pace and his, and his skill and his dribbling uh, ability. Um, so, yeah, I think it's straightforward, right? Stop transitions. Don't get flustered by the fans. Um, don't cave into pressure, um, which is obviously harder uh, said, you know, harder done than said. You know, I can say, I can talk about, oh, we can't be, you know, they don't don't be affected. But when the guys, when four guys, like you said, with Saliba, when four guys are running at you, are you gonna, you know, have the balls to play it out, or are you just gonna go long and you know turn into that type of game? So, yeah. It's it's gonna be a battle. I'm excited to see what happens, even though I know it's like a it's kind of like a win. I mean, it's a very decent win, but it's a very very big loss if we drop points there. Like if we drop points, it's looking it's looking slow. It's looking very very slow. Um. So yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about this upcoming match. Um, town away. Man, who would have thought that this would have been one of the biggest games of the year? Going uh, going into the season, but yeah, I digress. Matt, what are your what are your uh, thoughts on uh, you know Newcastle coming into town? Uh, well, I I think I think we kind of get ourselves here in a in a decent position because Newcastle still has Champions League this week, and they, they are unlike both of you guys. Both you teams already qualified through, I believe. So they're going to have to play their best side in that Champions League game. So they're, they're in a very, like, tough spot. Uh, Ever- Everton got to them. Uh, Ever- Everton, though, like, Everton's in very good form right now. That's something that we don't really need to touch on. But I, I think I think Newcastle's uh, 
they're still not far enough in their project yet to where they have the depth they want either. So you could definitely tell. I mean, Nick Pope's hurt now. Uh, like they're so far down on midfielders. Like that seven, they have a seventeen-year-old midfielder in the midfield uh, who has who has been playing good. But I mean, you'd much rather not have a seventeen-year-old midfielder starting week in week out if you're going to actually do things. Uh, uh, I I expect Tottenham to. They need to put in a performance against this team, especially uh, the way the last Newcastle game went. Uh, the fans deserve to actually see the team actually go up and give this Newcastle team any sort of actual fight. Uh, so I, I I can see it going multiple different ways, uh, but I, I do think that Newcastle is definitely there for the taking. I, I definitely... Despite Tottenham being winless in five, I kind of like where they are still at the moment over where Newcastle's sitting because Newcastle's just right now that's like right in the middle of the hard place they're in between trying to qualify in all these competitions still. So uh, should be a good game. Uh, we get to we get to go last, so hopefully at that point I'll get to even if we lose I'll celebrate the loot and win maybe. So. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be an, it's gonna be an exciting game. Obviously, it's, it's a big game for obviously. I keep, I keep I feel like I bring this up every episode, but FPL very interesting game to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean this is a good opportunity for Spurs to get some points, get back on the road, uh, you know, get things back on the track for sure. Um, Andy though, I'm not gonna lie, Villa Park bro. Jeez. Hey, um, you know, I think Arsenal going to the game, we can feel a little bit more confident because, you know, we're on a good run and, you know, Villa's run right now, 14 straight home wins. And, you know, to remind y'all, the last time Villa lost at home, you know, we uh, won 4-2 against them uh, through a lucky... <laughs> Uh, Martinez's own goal, so yeah. um, you know, I think for us, in terms of going to the game, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, I, I feel confident, but I'm not feeling confident about, you know, us going into the game comfortable and winning the game. Um, we've been playing a lot of games um, straight, and as I said before, you know, Arteta is just not a fan of rotating the squad, and, you know, I won't be surprised if we go into the game and we're getting immediately blitzed by Aston Villa because they rested Musa Diaby and yep. played Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey dunked on Man City, but I'm afraid I'm afraid what Musa Diaby could do. Um, and we're most likely going to be playing Zinchenko because Tomiyasu is out. So you know, I'm hoping you know Timber's Bible verse can you know save Zinchenko uh, tomorrow. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think Arsenal. Are looking at Villa Park, looking at Aston Villa's form, and gonna try and make the best of the, what they can. Um, maybe we can, uh, you know, scrap a win, but you know, it's gonna be a hard game. Um, I think it's gonna be a tough battle. It's gonna be very entertaining to watch, but I just really hope, you know, our defense, you know, decides to wake up. You know, after conceding three goals against Luton of all teams, um, decide to wake up. You know, lock down Watkins. Lock down, um, you know, Musa Diaby. Lock down the rest of the team, 
Um, and, you know, our midfield, you know, to step up, control the game. I think, you know, the way for Arsenal to, you know, get a result is to, you know, I'm going to bring it back up again, the field tilt. <laughs> we have to control the game and avoid those transitions in play. Um, you know, I won't be surprised if we see both Declan Rice and Jorginho play tomorrow just to, you know, get that stability in midfield. Um, I think that would be um, a shout that I would see Arteta doing. But, um, I mean, if he wants to go full-blown attack, I don't I don't really care. I, you know, Havertz long ball. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope Martinelli just gets a, you know, a good game. Um, I know he scored last time against, um, you know, Wolves. Um, no, not, not Wolves. No, he, he scored. He scored against Wolves? No, but he scored against Loon. Um, but I hope he has a good game. Uh, I know Sock is on good form. Odegaard as well, he's on good form. And, you know, if a game, like, arrives to him where he gets control, like, in the midfield, control the play, I hope uh, he's going to have a, a brilliant game. But I, I'm 50-50 on it. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. If we drop points, it won't be the worst thing in the world. But, um, you know, I'm hoping for a win. And hoping we can end that Aston Villa streak. And I'm hoping Unai Emery does not get any point against us. <laughs> yeah, and I've been on record saying this. I think, like, I think Villa, I mean, Arsenal goes into Villa tomorrow and they get three points. Congratulations, Andy. You know, that gold, that gold trim, you might as well put the gold patch right next to it because you are the Premier League champion, so like simple as that. Like, I'm even like, I'm not even like trying to be like, like weird or anything like that. Like, that's my, I, I really do believe that because going there, especially with how they're playing now, it's, it's like going to Liverpool, it's like going to Anfield. Like, you're not going to get points there. So if you do end up getting three points there, bro, that says a lot about your club, bro. That says a lot about your team and, and, and the mentality right now that uh, Arteta's at the helm for sure. Yeah. Or maybe I'm doing I'm, reverse psychology. You never know. Maybe you're jinxing it. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, but um, yeah. Do you guys want to go? Do you want to do predictions or? Yeah, I was about to ask the same thing. But I, I'm I'm down for it as long as you guys are. I have the pitch uh, list right in front of me. Yeah, yeah I think it, I think it's yeah I think it's time to do that. And I guess before we get into that, I think it's time to do this sound real quick. If it loads, if it doesn't, then forget about it, and I guess we can forget about it. So whatever. Yeah, let's get into the predictions. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go in order. So uh, first off, uh, Crystal Palace hosting. Yeah, Crystal Palace is hosting Liverpool. I'm not even too sure. <laughs> bro, I think Palace stinks, bro. I think uh, Pal. When it comes to a big six team, I think Palace will just show up for no reason. <laughs> As yeah. at home, so. Uh, and, and Roy Hodgson did tell the Crystal Palace fans they've been spoiled. Uh, so that that was that was a very interesting thing for him to say uh, when they've been like in awful form and lost at home to Luton. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, uh, spoiled wouldn't be the word I would use, but uh, if you want to prove to your fans how spoiled they are, this is the type of game you actually need to go out and take take some points from. Uh, but, I mean, Liverpool, I mean, I'll, I'll start here. I, I think Liverpool will beat them pretty routinely. I think 
3-1. I mean, I, I just – this Palace team doesn't look good to me without Eze. Uh, is still trying to get back into form. I know it's an Edward at points. is just awful. So, uh, I, I think 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think 2-1 is a good score for Liverpool. I think Crystal Palace is going to go in guns blazing, um, you know, as they always do against a big six team. It's really annoying. Why can't they do that against, you know, another mid-table team? But I think Liverpool will find a way to control the game. Um, yeah, 2-1. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with two nil to Liverpool. Um, yeah, I think Nunes is gonna get back on torn form. Um, and yeah, I think. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I think Trent Alexander Arnold's gonna get um, a goal as well. Um, so yeah, two nil, two nil to Liverpool. All righty. Uh, next one. Uh, Wolves is hosting Nottingham Forest, and the rumors are. If Nottingham Forest loses, Steve Cooper is out of a job. Wow. So uh, that that's kind of the situation surrounding this one. Uh, whoever wants to go first. I think, um, you know, Wolves has been great um, recently. Um, you know, they're always dangerous on the on the attack. And, you know, against these other mid-table teams, they always come out on top. But, you know, Nottingham Forest, they're playing. They have a lot on the line here. Um, as you said, but you know, Nottingham Forest surprisingly has just been always found a way to scrap like a point from like a random game. Um, I know they they did they beat Aston Villa, right? Yeah, I think they beat Aston Villa um, not too long ago. So um, I think they're gonna continue their form. I think it's gonna be like a like a one-one draw. I think it's at Wolves home, so I'm gonna give Wolves the benefit of the doubt. One-one draw. So he uh how you say his name? Juan Chang, is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful of Pep Guardiola because the way that he dunked on us was absolutely insane. Um but bro, ever since um Neto's been injured, he's been carrying the club, bro. Creativity wise, he's been balling. Um and do I do I think it's gonna continue? Yes, because he's what was at home, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not Molyneux, yeah. So Wolves are home. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going three-one to Wolves. Um, yeah, I think see, Steve Cooper is one of my favorite managers. He also looks like he's fried all the time. So that's why. That's why I, I always laugh at him. But um, nah, bro. I think he's been done wrong by the players. Um, which is a shame because I thought last year he did a great job. Even though they brought in an influx of lone players to, to help save the club. He still did a good job managing all those guys. Um, and he is, you know, Paris's best manager in recent time. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, Steve Cooper's going to have to say goodbye to his job. Uh, I, I think I think the rules should be uh, anyone who lets current Raul Jimenez score a brace against them, I think I, I kind of give up on them. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I think Wolves will win. Pretty easily here. I don't. I don't think the scoreline will indicate how bad the game is, but I think Wolves will win two nil. I, I, I just Nottingham Forest team can't defend anything. Okay. Uh, Sheffield United host Brentford. It is Chris Wilder's first game back at Bramall Lane. I think. I mean, Sheffield sucks. I'm not going to explain too much of it. 
Brentford's pretty good. Um, 2 0 win to Brentford. See, uh, Wemo is injured, though. So that takes away a lot, some of their creativity. Um, he's going to be out for some time. Um, and also, the one thing that, especially in the Premier League, you can't ignore is the new manager bounce. Even though he's the old manager, quote unquote, he's still technically the new manager. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a 2 1 Sheffield United win. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I will, I'll just split in the middle, and then I think it'll be a draw. I think uh, Brentford, for some reason, they're just one of those teams that, like, like, like a palace that we talk about. You know, they kind of play better against the big six sides, but this is the type of game they struggle with a lot. So uh, I, I think uh, while they're being back, I think the the fans will be excited for that. I, they they really kind of never wanted him to go, anyways. Uh, so I, I think they'll figure out a way to get a point from this, but like, they're still not a good team. So uh, I, I think I think a draw. Uh, Manchester United is hosting Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Can it happen? Can, can, we, can we get... Because I know a couple of United fans that are starting to talk a little bit of talk again. They beat a not good Chelsea team. An, a Chelsea team that was absolutely fambles that whole entire game. They were running around having no clue what they were talking about. Now United fans want smoke again. So uh, can, can Bournemouth do the world a favor? I mean, Bournemouth have been on really good form. For... Uh, they, have, they have 10 from 15. So 10 points yeah, in the last 15. Which is pretty insane. Um Crazy, crazy comeback. I mean, who was the manager? It was like Ariola? Ariola? Yeah, he used to play for NYCFC. Yeah, he was, you know, at the start of the season, he was terrible. Um, You know, couldn't really control his team. The game was just bad. But now I'm seeing, you know, him finally finding the form and, you know, picking back up and, you know, players trusting him and stuff. Um. You know, against Man United, you never know. They're a wild card. You never know if they're going to concede three goals against Luton Town or three t- three goals against, you know, Copenhagen or whatever. So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. I think Bournemouth's going to give their all against, you know, a big six tied. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1-1. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. So, I mean, obviously Solanke, I'm, I'm always one to, you know, banter him because I think he's not good at all. But he's been proving me wrong, right? And I'm not a hater, right? I just call it as it is. Um, Well, at times, I'm not a hater. It depends. It depends. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, look, either we can get Onana of Champions League final form or we get Onana... <laughs> I don't know what to call his the, the form that some sometimes he goes into. Gala, Galatasaray right away. <laughs> yeah, like, this has no hands. Just, but here's the thing, Maguire, right? Let's be honest. He won. I know he won November Player of the Month. Um, but he's honestly a big reason why United is back in you know in the mix of things for sure. Is that going to continue? No, because I'm a Manchester United hater. So I'm going. 2-0 to Bournemouth, bro. 
stomach slanky yeah, brace. We go. We're gonna, gonna cook, bro. I, I don't have the courage to go all the way there. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Ten Hog knows the kind of pressure he's in. I th- I think they need this game because I think these next two games are gonna be very bad. So. Uh, this, this, despite it being a situation where they're in, where they're also only three points behind Man City. So, I mean, there's there's a world where they could end up on the same points as Man City at the end of the weekend. Uh, I, I, I think Manchester United win. I think they make it harder than it should be. I'll go 2-1. I think uh, Bournemouth will open up early, and then United will have to call their way back into the game. Uh <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's who, that's the only guy I could see scoring for them either, which is which is kind of sad. Uh, not not for Scotland though. Scotland, we're looking good for the Euros. So shout, shout out to us. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, think, I I don't I don't have the courage to go all the way to Bournemouth actually winning this game. So I'll go I'll go two one United. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one after that would be Brighton is hosting Burnley. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> we shouldn't spend too much time on this. Brian 3 0 win. I think Ansu Fati's good. Dunk on him. <laughs> Ansu Fati's hurt. I mean, I don't think that changes the scoreline, but I'm pretty sure Ansu Fati uh, is uh, out. Still. But I, Brighton just creates wonder kids who just score in games like this. So, uh, yeah. I, I Brighton win probably 3 1. Yeah, I'm gonna go four one to Brighton. Yeah. Alrighty. Company. Uh, yeah, let's go one with him, bro. What's going on? He just doesn't have the players to be Tiki Taka. They need Sean yeah. Dykes again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was kind. He was kind of able to find a couple guys from the Belgian league last year to sustain themselves in the championship, but they they uh, they don't have anywhere near the talent they need to actually do what they need to do. They're they're still kinda coming off that Sheffield United. They had that loss against Wolves, but if they can they can continue to click what they found in that Sheffield United game maybe uh they can do something. But I just I think they're kinda them and Sheffield kinda already feel relegated to me. Yeah. Uh despite it being as far into the season as we are. Uh Aston Villa is hosting Arsenal. So probably I'd say game of the weekend. Uh so I, I think we go first and then we'll let Miss we'll let Mr. Arsenal go last. Uh yeah. so TJ I'll let you take care of it first because you cause that grit on your face. You you you're cooking up a new uh, Let him cook last year. Go on. Let's hear it. I wanna hear the scoreline. Let's go. <laughs> man oh man oh man. Here's the thing. I would already said it earlier, if Arsenal get three points at Villa Park, they win the Premier League. Me, personally, I don't want to be right at all about that. So, in my predictions, that is going to equate to that thought process as well. So, I'm going to see a Diaby Masterclass against Zinchenko. He's going to cook him up, right? Just like, you know, just like, uh, you know, Bailey cooked up my man Vardiol like he you know, his jerk chicken and rice and peas, right? Diaby's gonna have have uh 
um, you know, Catman do on the side, you know, he's going to be cooking. I'm going with a 1-0, 1-0, 1-0 Villa. It's not going to be a cooking session. It's going to be very close. I can't walk. I'm gonna be sweating that out, bro. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think everyone is. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. If this is the type of game Arsenal uh, need to prove that they're they're a completely different team than they were last year and the year before. Uh, and I, I, but the thing is, is as you mentioned earlier, uh, Arsenal were the last team to beat Villa at home. And I'm, if there's anyone who knows that Arsenal was the last team to beat Villa Park. It, it is Mr. Good Evening himself. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think Villa gets it done. I think this Villa team's in insane form right now. Uh, they they just kind of everything's clicking for them right now. I think they're they're in a good headspace. I think uh, Emery's done a really good job of like massaging the attackers. I mean Bailey and Diaby are kind of you know he's given both of them enough time to shine, and everyone's just kind of, everyone's kind of clicking right now. Uh, and I think I think Arsenal's had some questions in the back, as we saw in the Luton game. And uh, if Zinchenko is going to have to play, I think he's just open for one mistake. And I, I think Villa's in the position right now; they're in such good form. I think they're going to be able to capitalize. So I'll go I'll go two one Aston Villa. But I, I could use I could see Arsenal getting something out of it as well. I mean they're they've been incredible. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what scares me. I hate to admit that. I really do. But, yeah, Arsenal is very scary this year. See, I don't know. <laughs> we're going into a game extremely tired, and we're going against a team that are just like, you know, they they want to go guns blazing. They want to go challenge for the title if they want to. Um, I don't know. I think yeah, tomorrow is going to be really scrappy. I won't be surprised if, like, you know, there's some red cards going in tomorrow. Because <laughs> the way Arsenal likes to respond against, you know, these teams, it just, just gets scrappy. We see it against Newcastle, Havertz, you know, sliding into um, Longstaff. Um, it's going to be a scrappy game. Um, I, I just hope, you know, Arsenal goes into it controlling the tempo and, you know, slowing down the tension that Aston Villa has and, and slowing down their momentum. Um, I trust Arteta has a game plan, so, I mean, if we win tomorrow, I'm going to be ecstatic, so, uh, I'm going to keep that same attitude, I'm going to, I'm thinking it's going to be like a 2-1 win, I think it's going to be <laughs> an 80th minute goal from like a random Arsenal player, it's going to be that type of game. It reminds me of Liverpool when they won the league, and it will always be a tough game, but then you already know uh, Arsenal's going to win. You, you know what I'm saying? It's so, it's so deflating and it stinks. And it's such a bad feeling, especially for any opposing fan. But yeah, this is the vibes I'm getting from Arsenal this year, man. Like, I, I just see a team that's just motivated. They're mad from last year. And, you know, they, they brought in great pieces to, you know, make them better. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a dog fight. This is going to be, I think, I mean, potentially the match of the year. And we already had a few matches of the years, to be honest. So, yeah, let's just hope for the neutral. It's going to be a very, very entertaining game. Yeah. Their their team is honestly like really, really good. I yeah. don't know how he got, you know, how Emery got Yori Tillemans to start clicking again. 
Um, but, you know, players like Douglas Louise, that guy's a monster in midfield. Um, hopefully Rice can clamp him up. But, you know, I don't know how they had a, a defensive par- partnership of Diego Carlos and Pau Torres out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, again, Aston Villa just got to go into that game just, like, gun blazing. And even, Long even balls left, out to the wing. I don't remember their left. So it's uh, D- 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 and they also have Alex Marino. Yeah, so Marino. Two battling I mean, out as I mean, well. They have they they have uh back Unai Emery, and I think that's kind of what you see what happens when you actually back a, a manager and you back his plan. Uh, and they just they made incredibly smart signings. Uh, so I I I just think they're in the right spot right now, and if they win this weekend, they could be one point behind. In the league, so and that's despite them having a couple of bad performances here and there too. So, uh, I mean that that game that game tomorrow is definitely one that as as a soccer fan you need to sit down and watch because I think the environment for it's going to be every it has everything surrounding what a good game should be. Uh, so we're gonna skip over the city game real quick because we'll hit City and Tottenham back to back. So Fulham are hosting West Ham. West Ham has been great, but Fulham as well. They've been that last game. Raul Jimenez, absolutely Duncan. Who 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 do they play? Um, they played Nottingham was the last game, so that that was a uh, fun time. No, for Fulham they played Nottingham. They won five oh, nil. Fulham played Forest. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, they won five nil, which is like, all right. <laughs> um, I think Fulham. They're going to continue their win. I think West Ham's win against Haaland was really, really lucky. Um, but, you know, Fulham at home, I think they're going to, you know, find a way to win. So I think, like, I think like 3-1. I see. No, I'm going to go 3-1 the opposite. National no, 2-1 the opposite way. Um, I don't know. I just feel like these type of games. Like, Fulham is a very bipolar team, right? One day, Happy will be just going crazy. You know, you got. Jimenez going wild, William going crazy, um, Herrera, you know, doing his thing. And then other days, you just see Leno just getting peppered, you know, for the full game. Um, and the way that West Ham play, they're a very physical team, as, as you know, we, we all know that. Uh, you know, Mikel Antonio, they did switch their goalkeeper as well. Um, to I think, who, who started for them? Was it uh, Fabianski? Fabianski's their keeper right now. Yeah, so Ariola's been benched, which is interesting to me. Um, and obviously, you know, aside uh, Ben Rama, he was benched as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and obviously the man, Jared Bowen, Ward Prowse, and the CDM partnership of uh, Edson Alvarez and Thomas Suchek, they've been, they've been very good this year. Um yeah, I see this game 2-1. I think this will be a nitty-gritty game. But, uh, yeah, 2-1, 2-1 on the West Ham. Uh, West Ham already used all their luck this week. Uh, those those two goals they got against Tottenham were absolutely fluky. I'm not going to sit here yeah. and lie and tell you I'm not being biased in picking Fulham here. Uh, but I'm definitely being biased in picking Fulham here. So I'll go 2-1. <laughs> uh, 2-1 to Fulham. Uh, okay. Goodison Park, it is Everton hosting Chelsea. 
not gonna lie, Chelsea are getting cooked. I think we all <laughs> see the writing on the wall here, don't we? I, I, this is an awful spot for Chelsea for for a team that, that's like this young and inconsistent, and naive, and they're going they're going into like a shark tank because Everton thinks the league hates them. The players are taking that energy on, and Sean Dice hates everyone already. So, uh, I, I think it's kind of, I think it's an awful spot for Chelsea. I, I think Everton could uh, beat them as bad as you can get beat by a Brexit ball team. Uh, yeah. But I'll let you guys get to the predictions first. Yeah, I mean, this this is a terrible spot for Chelsea. This lost to Man United in like a, a terrible way. Um, you know, Everton. The Premier League just released a monster. I'm so glad Arsenal already played them um, at Goodison Park. Um, but no, nah, they're going on a streak at home. Um, their fans are pissed. Their, their, their team is pissed. And they're going to destroy every single team they see in front of them, especially Chelsea, you know. They've been doing a lot of legal stuff as well, and they're not getting punished. So I think Everton's going to go into this game, and they're going to win, like, 3-1 and absolutely dominate Chelsea. Yeah, I won't speak on legal terms because, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, you know. Um, so, I, 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 this is, yeah, this is, look, these are our brothers right now, you know. It's like it's like watching our two little brothers fight. Um, But also, the Premier League is corrupt. You no, know, I agree with, I agree with Everton by far. The Premier League stinks. I hate the Premier League. I hate the Champions League. I hate UEFA. You, you, you know, you know, you know, the, you know, but, yeah, I was looking at the odds for betting uh, for this game. Everton to win outright is plus 220. Chelsea to win is plus 120, so it's plus odds for both teams. To me, look, if you want free money, <laughs> I think you got to go for the boys, the Merseyside Blues, you know. You got to go for Everton. So I'm going to go 2-0 to, you know, to the to the top piece. Plus? What was it? Plus, you say plus 210 or plus 200? 220. 220. Oh, I mean, man, I, I just kind of feels like, like really good value for Everton on a betting market. So, so there's, I don't know if there's something I'm really missing here in this game. It just kind of feels like, like uh, we mentioned, Chelsea is one of the teams that Everton has pointed out. And they're like, hey, look at all the illegal stuff Chelsea's been doing, the City's been doing, or uh, the Tottenham stuff with the Richarlison deal. Uh, so... I think I think this is an awful spot for Chelsea. Uh, so I I think Everton I think Everton puts it on them. I'll go I'll go three one as well for Everton. Alrighty, uh, Luton Town versus Manchester City. So we'll go uh, Andy myself, and then we'll we'll let Mister Man City go. All right. So you know what you know what, what you got to do here, right? You know. You don't even have to use any logic here. You, as much you, as I know. want Luton down to win, I think Man City's winning. <laughs> um, th- this is the type of game where, you know, Man City's on bad form. Pep is testing everything out, and he's just going to go back to the basics. Long ball to Holland, and Holland's just going to dunk on Luton, really. Um, I think Man City's going to win this, like, 2-0. And that's my yeah. honest opinion. But I want yeah, Luton to win. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think everyone, I think I, I think uh, Luton's kind of like everyone's team this weekend, just just for the story of it. 
but uh, I think I think you're right. I think this is an angry Man City team. I think I think Pep's gonna absolutely lay into them for how they haven't been able to do anything. And I think this is the type of team that you kind of put in front of them and you go, all right, uh, let's get all our frustrations out on this team. So I, I think it could get pretty nasty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four-one, Man City. I think this is a great if you. If you have a, a triple captain on uh, Holland here, I think I think this is the kind of spot you put that chip down. Wow. I, I think he could easily get a hat trick. That's very surprising. I mean, that's a very bold prediction, especially with how we've been looking through what creativity was. Um, this is, to me, like, like I said, a very small win or a very, very big loss. Um, including a draw, because a draw is a loss. One nil. One nil to Man City. One nil. I'm like, I'm not even like trying to like, like, this might be like putting on the cross. It's like, this is a very, very worrying game. Like, I can see. Look and look. If you want to make a cover for any bets that you place this, uh, you know, for, for the weekend, Luton Town go into this game plus eighteen hundred. Plus eighteen hundred. So if you place one dollar bet, you make you make seventeen dollars, bro. I, personally, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I know for the pockets. I'm. I'm. I'm very. You know, very smart, right? But in case you know, Man City decides to drop a stinker, I I may or may not place a bet for Luton to win. You have to. You have to emotionally hedge. That's that's completely fine. Putting putting a fiver down, you get ninety bucks back. When you get ninety five off a five dollar bet, that that's an emotional hedge. I think you might need to take, knowing how surprisingly not confident you are in your team in this spot. Like three weeks ago, I would have said, "Yeah, five nil, easy." Nah, we're, we don't look good at all. We do not look good. So yeah, one nil, and hopefully, my, hopefully, I don't have to. Hopefully, it's a donation to you know Candy. Um, but. One nil. righty, and then finally, uh, Tottenham hosts Newcastle. That is the last game of the weekend. Favorite picture, man. <laughs> Going all the way back to uh, twenty twenty sixteen. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know when they uh when they uh you know bottled the second position. <laughs> Um, that's my one of my favorite memories at Arsenal fan to see <laughs> Tottenham get absolutely ripped apart against them. Um, but you know, uh, the last time they faced Newcastle, it didn't look good. Um, but again, this is a crippling Newcastle team with an out form. They just lost to Everton three nil. Um, and it's also Tottenham at home, but also Tottenham just don't have, um, you know, their main defenders. Um, and they're also out of form, so. I think for this game, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, it's the last game of the Sunday. Um, and it's just going to be a, a show for, you know, all Premier League fans to watch. I think it's going to be a nice 2-2 draw. Um, I think Newcastle is just going to pull some strings and, you know, pull out a 2-2 uh, game. But, you know, Tottenham's crippled. Newcastle's crippled. It's just going to be a dirty match. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it may not be too hard to watch, but it's not going to be the most enjoyable, but it will be enjoyable at the same time, if you know what I mean. Um, 
Dusty Spurs turning it around. I don't know. I don't know. Against a team like Newcastle, I don't know. You know yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not the best spot for either team. So. Right. Because, I mean, you, you said it yourself, Matt. You know, they have Champions League. They have to worry about, what, is the last match Dortmund? Dortmund away? Or Dortmund at home? I forgot which one it is. I think they have. I, I, I still think they have to play. Is it Dortmund? Or I think they play Dortmund twice. I think they have Milan. They have Milan at home. Okay, so Milan at the at St. James Park. I think they go all in on that match. So honestly, I, I can see Spurs squeaking out a two-one win. Hopefully, Anthony Gordon scores. But um, yeah, I mean, what Shipier did against Everton was absolutely abysmal. That was criminal, straight up. But like, what he did after Spurs, honestly, look, he might forget that he's playing, you know, against Spurs. He might think that he's still playing for Spurs, you know. So he might whip in a cross or two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could see 2-1 going to Spurs. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm, like I said, I, I'm doing these slightly biasedly, but I, I think uh, Tottenham, this is a get-back game for Tottenham. I think they've been playing well in all of their losses. So I, I think it finally, like, actually comes through for them for a win. I think Newcastle, like you said, they're all kind of prepping for the midweek. You know, they have a Champions League game. They kind of have their eye halfway on that and halfway on this game where Tottenham full entire attention is going to be on Newcastle here. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go 3 2. I, I, I actually think this is going to be a very entertaining game to watch. I think both sides are going to be able to go back and forth just because every single game with Tottenham is back and forth, how high they play and how uh, they're able to kind of play through people at times. Uh, I, I just think we need, to, we need to cut out the few mistakes we have been making and then you know, just slightly more clinical. And I, I think we could turn it around. And I, I think this weekend will kind of start us getting back into form a little bit. So I'll go 3-2. I'll go and I guess this is just for fun. But how many over-under? Um, over-under for... I say three. How many PG MOL um, apologies are we going to get this week? That's an how interesting many, how question. How many controversies? Uh, one per game yeah. because it feels like there's at least one per game every week where we go. What what was the call here? Uh, I don't know how you can have a camera in your face every single week. Everyone tell you, hey, you actually need to start doing your job right. And they still never figure out how to do their job right. So, right. Uh, over on three. Okay. Given the fixture congestion, uh, wait, what do you want like over, or just want, want me to give you like an exact number? You could do no, do the exact number because I feel like it's gonna hit anyway. <laughs> there's go, there's gonna be like five controversial decisions. I think we're going to see one in the main eye Bournemouth game. I think I think we can see like two of them in that game. Um, oh, what Aston Villa Arsenal one hundred percent. There's going to be like uh one right oh, there. Yeah, oh, Newcastle yeah. got to take the rest. Two two other ones in there. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely one in Luton City too. I feel like that's a game that that's definitely due for some sort of like 
Wooten had a chance on a handball that doesn't end up getting called for some reason. Uh, sadly, we don't have Simon Hooper for our game this week. So uh, the refereeing might actually be good uh, neutrally. Uh, I know he's been doing us a little bit of a favor recently. So thank you, Simon. Hey. If you, I'm, I'm sure you're a big fan of the podcast. Uh, Simon Hooper, it's on site with him, bro. It's on site. Like That dude literally ruined the match. I couldn't believe what all, and I'm, I'm not gonna. We've been talking for a while, but nah, bro. That's all I gotta say. I, I, I don't want to go on a rant. That dude, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, it, over over three, definitely though, for controversies for this weekend. All right. Um. Yeah. So those are all of our predictions for this weekend slate of uh of matches. And the almighty Premier League, as per usual, you know, it's it's the king of soccer for a reason, let's be honest. Um, there's always something going on. And at this point, it's just so predictable, but you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, I guess we can wrap it up here. Um, you know, if, if you enjoyed this episode, um, you know, share it with all your peoples. Um, and, you know, it's obviously on Spotify. Podcast is also on Apple Podcasts now. Um, the YouTube is still getting set up. Um, I'm still working on, you know, I guess the, the, how the channel setup is going to be and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, look out, you know, yeah, just share with all your peoples, you know, follow these guys on, on Instagram, Twitter, um, because these guys are top tier people, bro. You know, uh, great takes and footy, you know, funnier people in general. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, the only way for us to grow is for more people to know, you know? And that's a bar and a half. So, yeah, spread the word. Share it with the people. Um, you know, and, and do whatever you want to do with, with the podcast. So, um, yeah, um, you guys have any last words? Uh, real real quick, uh, I'd like to shout out uh, my... My hometown Columbus crew. We, we that's our big game tomorrow. Uh, LAFC yeah. here in Columbus. So uh, if it wasn't an arm and a leg to go, I'd love to go down there and go. But uh, you know, ho- hoping hoping they can finish the job uh, this weekend. But out, outside of that, I'm just good weekend of footy all around, regardless. So top tier, top tier, bro. You know, and here's the thing: the Columbus crew have been like our hitmen. You know. Cincinnati did us dirty, you know, last last or uh, in the in the semifinal conference, in the conference semis, and y'all took care of business for us, you know. Now it's time for y'all to do the final deed. You know, LEFC at home, they disrespected us last year. Gareth Bell, I hate that guy. He he he's done crazy things. In, in, at least with me watching the sport, um, made things very very bad. Maybe a little bit different for you because obviously you're a Spurs fan, but um. Yeah, bro. Do it do it for the rest of MLS, you know. It's time for Columbus Crew to get get another trophy, you know. They they've done it before. They did it what two times I believe or three times? Oh, uh, if we win it'd be our third. And the last time you guys won was COVID with with uh Josh yeah. Zardes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, that was, was the same it was the save the crew year. So mm-hmm. uh it kinda ended yeah. up working out for us. Uh yeah, I can't share the Gareth Bale hate, but still, not a big fan of LAFC. Uh, so, 
Hopefully we can take care of that for you. Uh, if we have to be your hitmen here, if, if winning us the MLS Cup does that, I'll, we'll definitely take that for you. We, I guess we speak for Philadelphia. I can speak for Philadelphia. We appreciate that. We will definitely appreciate that. We will go. I, I'll buy a Marvin Harrison jersey. No. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's that. I'm sure that's what's starting you. Uh, he won the Blitnikoff, by the way. So he's in the Heisman tomorrow, won the Blitnikoff tonight. So shout out to Marvin Harrison Jr. If we're, we'll switch over sports for 30 seconds here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully we win something in Columbus because Ohio State's not doing it for us right now. Uh, so hopefully the, yeah. crew can, the crew can show a team how to win a footy championship around here. Yeah, Wilfred Nancy over Ryan Day any day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different podcast for a different time, buddy. We, we, I can go an hour and a half on myself talk about Ohio State football right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I will let you go. I, 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 look, I, I, I won't let you go through all that trauma, PTSD, because that was a horrible game. The way that, now, not for how you guys played, but just how it went down. Yeah, I, I was a little yeah, um, that'll be it for this for this episode. Um, you know, it, obviously I've been having troubles with my laptop, so that's the reason why things have been going. You know, it hasn't really been that that often, but look, we're back now. I'm getting a new mic tomorrow, so yeah, we're gonna try and keep this thing weekly. Um, and yeah, consistency is key, guys. Remember that. Um, yeah, I guess that'll be it. Um, see you in the next episode. Peace.